Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to uh, another episode of, uh, so, uh, how about this? How about this? I'm your host, Rafiq Shaheen, and with me is always my lovely co-host. Oh, you. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was supposed to say my name. <laughs> yes. yes. That's, that's usually the spot. Getting here, you introduce is, yourself. getting here has been a little bit of a chore today. I'm a little frazzled. That's I'm right. Alan Dempsey. And with us is the ever-talented and lovely... Katie McCoy. Hi, everyone. Hi, Katie McCoy. How are you? I'm great. Thank, Thank you. you for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, you do the, do you do the yuck yucks? Do you make with the jokes? I make with the jokes. I have been making with the jokes for three years now. Mm. And I'm at that point where it's like, I'm in it. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. this is, I'm doing it. It's for real. I can honestly say I am a comedian. The thing I love about comics, whenever you ask them that question, there's always this tinge in our voice that sounds like you're at an AA meeting. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're like, I've been doing this for three years. I I had a a moment the other day where I just – I I couldn't help it. I was passing by an open mic, and I just found myself there, and I had to call my sponsor. (laughs) I hit rock bottom. (laughs) And I see it as the opposite. It's almost like I have to, like, prove my sobriety. You know, it's like if I were at an AA meeting, you know, I would want to say, like, how long I've been so before. Like, I'm taking this seriously. So I feel like for me, when people ask about the comedian, I'm like, let me give you my credentials. I'm not just saying this. Have you you hit the the point yet where you – start weaseling your way into like finding ways to do comedy when you shouldn't have been at like, um, maybe not shouldn't have been, but I'm definitely like, I travel for my day job. Yeah. So now I'm getting to the point where I'm trying to like get booked on shows instead of just yeah. going to open mics or if I go someplace for a vacation and it's worked out where I just kind of put out feelers and then I'm like, Oh, I just got gas money on my vacation. Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. But, was, uh, uh, like, it was one of those house concerts. This this was my sponsor oh, moment. Okay. I was at one of those like come by this guy's house. There's a band in the living room. You know, it was like one of those. And then uh, I was there and I just kind of looked around and I like grabbed one of the people I knew. I was like, "Hey, can I do comedy while I'm here?" <laughs> you know, right. and it was like oh. that was my rock bottom moment when I knew. Dude, I did what, all right that night. One of my. It's not really a rock bottom moment, but it's definitely like weirdly in between those two veins that you guys are talking about was at the old Pegasus Lounge. (laughs) One night we show up to do the open mic and they go, oh, no open mic. We just have bands tonight. So this comedian who used to live in the area named Joe goes, well, can we host Oh, no. And do comics in between. And they go, fuck yeah. <laughs> Why like, wouldn't we? That's dead we? stage time. Right? <laughs> of course. Right? Why wouldn't we? So... I can't believe that you fought for the chance to perform a Pegasus Lounge. Right. Which is... Don't turn us away. <laughs> we must be seen. Gotta be the most harrowing experience in comedy. Oh, yeah. That place is a nightmare on it. And, wheels. Well, because here, here's the thing, man. Like... There were people there to see the best. Oh no! They did not want comedy. So, so the <laughs> the normal indifference right. that you would have experienced at the Pegasus Lounge was now 
uh, layered with a nice thin layer of resentment. Right. <laughs> oh, we and, actively don't want you here. And and remember, <laughs> this is year two for me. Oh, so I go. We got this. <laughs> Such confidence. We're gonna fucking annihilate right? tonight. So we get up there. <laughs> Joe does his set. He actually does well. Joe who? I, I forget his last okay. name. I think he's. I think he's Joe stopped, Comic. Joe yeah, Comic. I think he stopped doing comedy like years ago okay. now. But like, he he was a great dude. Some guy named Joe. But uh, he was a great he, dude. <laughs> yeah, like he 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 did a great job hosting. Right, I I can still remember his host set. Like that's how good he was. Mm-hmm. Right, and then I go up after, and I hit a point where it's like. I'm not eating a bag of dicks because Were there's you not? because there are five people up front who are just <laughs> dying, and then there's fifty people behind them who could not have been more furious <laughs> but silent about it. <laughs> <laughs> like grit the teeth, angry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and it was it was this whole intense thing of like these five people are loving it, and these fifty people cannot wait to stab me in the parking lot. So I can't no. tell if this is a success or a wild failure. So much hubris as an open micer that not eating a bag of dicks is five out of fifty people right, liking like, you. You're like. I'm pretty hilarious. <laughs> right, but and that's the thing though, is like the re- only reason why I go I wasn't eating a bag of dicks is because like the fifty people were furious, but they were silent. Like they were waiting for like the band to be like, I now we've heard it. Slay him. Like <laughs> Also, not to cast any aspersions on your talent, but two years in and that moment, I almost feel like they were laughing at you. Probably <laughs> not with you. Probably. Like, like, oh, look at how bad he's doing. (laughs) This is awesome. And also explains some open micers that you see where you're like, why do you think that you should continue to comment? (laughs) Yeah. They're like, well, everyone always laughs. I'm like, oh. Right. Poor thing. (laughs) (laughs) There was a guy, you know, you all know, you sit through just dog shit comedy. There's the four people you like. Yeah. There's the ten people that you tolerate, and then there's the horrendous garbage. The torrent of yeah. talent, so, quote unquote. I'm at improv one night, and there's a guy up there, and it's clearly his first time. And I don't know if they were full on street jokes that he had never written before, but they would definitely have like a street joke you vibe. The punchline. Well, not not even that. Just if like you weren't in that situation. Yeah. Oh, I was driving the other day, and the guy said, but then I, and then the other guy said, you know, it was like a lot Very of fabricated. Jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so me and uh, Michael Marillo are sitting there listening to this guy just kind of you know doing the. The shit-eating comedian smirk. Oh, God. This guy. And then after... He's he's about to wrap up, and he goes, So what I'm really trying to say is... And me and Marillo just exploded and almost <laughs> fell out of our chairs. Like, like, oh, he's going to wrap up his message now. Now, now, here's what I'm really getting at, guys. You have something to say. <laughs> Here it is. And then it was just another, like, straight joke. You know? He's going to take the stool, 
turn around backwards, and then hump it. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I heard a guy say, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I immediately started grabbing all the comics around me. Oh, don't worry, guys. He's just kidding. He wasn't serious about that. It's fine. He's just kidding. It's like people weren't shocked. They just didn't think it was funny. Right. I'm just kidding. Are you? I didn't, I didn't know that's what we were here for. There, there's a weird trend along what you're talking about with the like shocked funny thing where it's like it's he, just a joke right and it's it like it wasn't a good one it, but it's like it's always like the horribly racist dude who was like yeah the guy so, like, like it wasn't even he it wasn't even like he crafted the racism in a way <laughs> where it was funny or like he made a statement with it he just said something right. shitty he's that like, guy right he's the guy who gets up there he's like so negroes am i right <laughs> yeah. like no whoa like, no you are not right <laughs> you're not right <laughs> We wouldn't say it if you were. <laughs> we keep that to ourselves. That's called an inside thought. Not out loud. Don't bring me in. <laughs> Don't make me. <laughs> I will live with my own shitty thoughts. Thank you very much. But one thing I always hate is like there's a weird. I don't know if it's a weird thing people have come to know me for in the Tampa Bay scene, but people will come and be like after like a fucking terrible set like that racist dude will come up to me and be like hey you're Rafiq right what do you think about racism and I'm like no what don't... do you think about racism not not about not not about racism but I mean like I'm talking about like the joke that's racist what'd you think about that negro joke I right talk? and it's just like Oh, I don't know who is thought that I was the person to talk to is about this. Is it because this. you're like, brown, so you're like the... You're like the it's gotta be it. The bridge between the white and the black. Oh, that's gotta and be like, it. Yeah. You're like, you're like your Middle Eastern it, maybe. Yeah. His name is Rafiq. So. Yeah. And it's, it's very weird because like people will, again, they'll do the thing where it's like, I forget which comic used to have this, but there was a comic who used to use the phrase Chinky Cheerios. Yes, we talked about that the first time we recorded together. Right. You and Oh, was, did you see the in recognition? what context? So, I don't remember the setup, but it was like some idea about inserting racism into your foods and like... But that would be like... Chinky Cheerios, which are like Cheerios with just like a little slit in them, but it was it was that thing where you 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 could see where he thought it was okay, you know what I mean? You could see where he thought he wasn't, but you're like, oh no, you're just saying racist shit. Right. In like his you mind, didn't... though, he was trying to like make a comment I on think racism so, right? and racist food, mm -hmm. and and but no one else had been thinking that. <laughs> right. So. And, and I I remember the first time I heard it, the conversation. After that was like, hey, Rafiq, do you think Chinky Cheerios? <laughs> Should I make it kooky gumdrops or, it or was, is, is that good? Is it, it, it wasn't even that. Kooky gumdrops. <laughs> just, to oh, you, <laughs> just to give you an idea of who I am, that just came to me immediately. <laughs> I could access that kind of thing real fast. Horrible. I know. Horrible. <laughs> and... Like, it was just one of those, like, hey, you don't think this is so bad, right? And it was like, oh, 
please don't make me the arbiter. Exactly. The acceptable racist comments. Right. It's because like, oh, do you think like I'm Asian, like Indian Asian? Or like what do you They don't know, Rafiq, honestly. They well, don't know. I think I think what was clearly happening with that joke was it was like that thing where you we all know you could never get away with saying the N word. But you can get away with saying chink. You know what I mean? It I mean, was we like all said chinky Cheerios. <laughs> right. Well, it was like that thing of like, like nobody will be mad at me if I go after that target. And it's like it doesn't make it less racist, right. dude. It's still <laughs> shit. It's still complete shit. I will never forget. I may not even go into the whole story because it's really embarrassing. But I got up one night, truly thinking I had a brilliant comedy idea. And it was by the time I got off stage, I realized all I did up there was be completely racist for five minutes. Right. Like, unexcusably racist for five minutes. Did you think you were being edgy? <laughs> no, I, I was trying to connect this phrase with this phrase, and I still think it would work as a joke. It was the idea that if you say person of color, that's super politically correct. But if you say colored person, that's super racist, even though... It's essentially, and right, it's essentially the exact same phrase, but one is crazy racist, and what you know, that's what I thought I was talking about. What I just now said, and there's a lot there, you know, because but what I did was just get up there and talk about colored people for like five (laughs) minutes, and after I got off stage, I was like, "What have I done?" You're like the words, the words, not the people, the phrase. Not the people. <laughs> I think it was JB. I pulled him aside. I was like, look, you know what I was trying to do there, right? <laughs> and he, I mean, he knew me well enough. Like, there was no animosity. He was like, I know you are not a bad guy, but everything you just did yeah, was not a bad guy. That was essentially the conversation. Like, don't ever do that again. See, and, I know you're not a bad guy. That wasn't cool. And, and don't God do bless that. JB Ball for not being like, oh, man. And he's like, no. Yeah, yeah. On behalf of all of the colored people. Right, right. (laughs) And see, and that's my, and I guess that's my problem, though, is because I don't have that kind of aggressive personality where I just go like, bitch, no. I just go like, ooh, uh, I would highly recommend that you reconsider your position on this. If I were a white man, I would not say that. Right. And then people go like, oh, but you're not, so it's okay. And I go like, ah, I got me. Got me on the technicality. God damn it. I should have been more forceful about Curse this. Curse my light skin. I, I'm oh, still deciding God. what side of the race war I'm going to be on. Like, this is not. You shouldn't like, decide. That's the the ad, the advantage of being brown. Is I was I, I, Well, I was actually writing a joke the other day. Swing because, race. Like, I was at. <laughs> swing race. That's good. Uh, I was writing a. I was writing a joke because I was at the supermarket the other day and like some g- asshole had just stacked all of his food up and then the belt started moving. So all of his stuff started falling off. Why would he stack it? Right. And so like I reached out and I stopped it. Right. And so the cashier who was a white girl goes, oh, thank you. And then the white guy goes, hey, you trying to steal my pizzas? No, he didn't. Yes. First of all, they weren't like, his. <laughs> Such an excellent point. We paid for these, sir. They're everyone's pizzas. 
They weren't his. And how are you going to steal them? Right. What are you going to do? Run to the next register? Ha ha! He just puts the, the divider between them. Knocks the pile of pizzas over. Divider between them. They're mine now, yeah. bitch. They're on my happy divider. What a jackass. Right? And so I started, the joke to me was like, I'm going to start tabulating all the times somebody of either race said something like that to me. So that way when the race wars happen, I can just go to the chart and be like, Oh, that's great. I love this premise. I love it. And you need so many more examples. And I want to know who's winning. Right. To just be like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I want to know who's winning. Uh, It's like, well, uh, black people got it in the lead. So uh, white people. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that really ties in with your other joke and forgive me if that's not appropriate for this. Uh, setting. Shoot. Um, uh, black girls won't fuck you. White girls won't fuck you. Yeah. So like that can go like right in there. Like who's winning and there? <laughs> oh wait a minute! Wait 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 wait. No, you know I like to come in and fuck up your jokes yes, in please. ways that you don't like. Here's what you do. In ways you don't. Here's like. what you do. The joke is because I'm sure in real life the joke is that you're gonna get way more shitty comments from white people. So the joke is. Black people are winning because I get less shitty comments. But wait a minute. They won't fuck me. That won't, Now I hate everybody. <laughs> That's the joke. Now yeah, you're just like yeah. gone rogue because nobody will yeah. fuck you. <laughs> I love it. Just true. Because I mean, that's such an American concept that the race war is strictly black and white. Right. right. Or white versus everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. not, like, that's not mean, the case. I mean, come on. Our side. We've, Our side. we've picked a lot of fights with pretty much everyone else. Let's be... I want everyone who's listening to know that I am a white woman and I am very neutral in the race war. I have not decided. Look, I don't when it happens, <laughs> Rafik will tell you, when yeah. it happens, it's not about wanting, it's about surviving. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the race war any, I mean, more than anyone But you gotta else. pick a side, right? Yeah. I mean, like, somebody reinstitutes slavery, I'm shooting for houseboy. Like, that's... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That was the moment. That was the moment when you chart the listeners, like the spike went way down. Oh my god! Or it went way up. (laughs) Wrong side. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. We just gotta release this on bright. I like these guys. At least you said house boy. So yeah. So now it's okay. It's safe. It it is very like it is very weird because like uh, in my realm of things, like I have gotten compliments along those lines before. What lines? regarding your race? One of my favorite. What do you mean? One of my favorite compliments of all time. I know I've told you about this girl. You're not going to give me the whole articulate thing. You're so articulate. Not not that no, kind no, of no. shit. No, it's, it's very close. Okay. Though. Oh god. So the girl I was dating in high school. We Alan and I have talked about this, but I was dating this little white girl in high school. Right. <clears throat> was she little because she was small, or just because she was a high schooler? I, I'm, I'm referring more to like just Rafiq was, a high was 27. <laughs> it's a very December baby. <laughs> But, uh, so the long story short, uh, our relationship ended around the time of me and her making out in front of her apartment, or not her apartment, her house, her uncle seeing us, 
and saying there's some Negro at your fence, not the word Negro, (laughs) at your fence with your daughter, do you want me to go out and take care of it? And her parents' response was, that Negro is Rafiq, it's fine. (laughs) Again, not the word word Negro. (laughs) I... Horrifying. Right, and... But that same family, at one point in time, we were having a conversation at dinner together, and we were talking about, like, the Civil War and slavery era. And, no way that could go badly. Right. And I... Rem- Where did you grow up? I So, I went to high school <laughs> in Sarasota. <laughs> and I remember, specifically, the statement was, everybody's laughing at something... Because we're like, ha slavery, oh, this is terrible, right? Awful things. And then I think it was like Mima or somebody at the dinner table oh, no. goes, you know, if slavery were still around, I'd keep you in the house. Oh, no. And I was like, oh. As if, as if, Such uh, adorable uh, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such yeah. kind, sweet, generous racism. <laughs> as if you would go, oh, you. Right. Oh, you. So when you said compliment, that's what you meant, is that you come across as very, like, houseboy. Right. And it's the, it's that whole thing So, like, white like, people aren't threatened by you. They're like, we'll keep you inside. Yeah. It's it, Because it's like, um, as a black person... Right, it's that whole thing of I because my dad is white and I have you know lighter skin tone. You know, when you look at my brother Oscar, he is onyx. When you look at me, you go like, oh, look at this little s'more. You know, like well, I mean, yeah, cause colorism is obviously a whole other subset. You know, and so for me, it's always been that thing of like, look, man, I could be like militant black about this. But when I do that, people go, oh, that's adorable. He, th- <laughs> he thinks he's black he as opposed to... Okay. I think I picked up what you were going You, you see what I'm saying? Because so it... I've actually seen you with black guys drop the N-word no, like, as you, black guys like, do among each other. That. And when you do, I've noticed the other black guys get a little bit like, hey, what the fuck did he just say? Right. You know, like... And that's, that's the thing, I, because, like, I always walk this weird line, and I've made, I've told you about this, too, but, like, I wa- I've always had to walk this weird line of, like, if the race war happened, <laughs> and I'm in a building, and there's 49 white dudes and 50 black people, white people are going to go, like, hey, Rafiq, <laughs> right, right, like, right. you're with us, right? Oh, yeah. Whereas if there's 49 <laughs> we, we... black people <laughs> and 50 white people, it's like, yo, brothers got to stick together, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, come on, man, don't do this to me. <laughs> like... But I feel like you're in a very unique position um, because as a mixed person, you're not just black or white, we also have, um, you know, with like North African heritage that really confuses people, right? And so they they think that's almost Middle Eastern as well, which is Asian. So it's like you can sort of like fall into like all of these like racially ambiguous categories, which makes you very chameleon-esque. So I'm going to grab her photo real quick, but just to show you guys what my mom looks like. Is this bio mom or raise you mom? Because I've seen pictures of Raju Mom. This is... My goodness. This is Raju Mom or Bio Mom? This is Raise Me Mom. Okay. Right? But, like, so she... So, Rafik is showing us this incredibly gorgeous photo. And, but you can see the skin tone. Certainly. Right? Mm. My biological a, mother has woman. the same skin tone. Gotcha. 
there is no difference between how Danlet and Edwita look skin tone wise. So when you look at me, you go, this and this don't match. Sure, sure. <laughs> right? If we were a set at Burlington Coat Factory, so we'd be like, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna throw the pants in for like ninety percent <laughs> off. Like if we were at Burlington Coat Factory. You hear it in here, folks. That yeah. was one of the weirdest lines I've ever heard in my life. And I'm alone. Well, when you're at Burlington, you expect a matching set well, yeah. of coats <clears throat> with the money that you're spending. You know, and so like it's it's just very weird because I identify as a black person. I love my people. My culture has always been a part of me, but it's that thing of my culture doesn't accept me. You just don't fit anywhere, Rafiq. Yeah, I know. That must be challenging. I'm going to, uh, I brought a couple violins. Oh, okay. If anybody wants to, uh, just <laughs> ring them up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. So, uh, I think it's time for our recurring segment. Which one? It's called, you? uh, What's Making You Miserable This Week, Rafiq? <laughs> I really need a, like, a, <laughs> after I ask that. So, I was deba- I'm debating about either one of these, and I have been said to Just pick time. one. All right, we'll do, we'll, do, we'll do the corporation one. Okay. Just because that's probably more relatable. I, at 30-plus years, am so sick and tired of working for a big organization anymore. You've because got a lot of years left. It's so terrible, though. <laughs> right? Like, everyone... Can we all disagree that it's just crushing? The worst. Right? And it's like every... Because I was told a specific lie when I was, like, growing up. It was like, you go to school, you study, you go to college, you get a degree, then you get out of college, you get a job that's fucking soul crushing but hey at least they pay you enough that you get to own your own house and enjoy your own little miserable hobbies or whatever yeah. at your house and you don't really got to worry about that hasn't been true for a good 20 years right but a that's the <laughs> that's the lie i was told <laughs> if you yeah. want to really <clears throat> do yourself a favor one time start playing with a internet like uh, inflation calculator and look at like Somebody was making $13,000 a year, and that was, like, the median, right? And what they could buy with that. But what that translates to today. Right. And, like, I don't know anyone who makes that today. You know what I mean? And it's, like, working for the unnamed tribe and casino Mm -hmm. here in town, (laughs) you know? Which which of the several Tampa tribes and casinos (laughs) could you be referring to? Is what I want to know. Right. But, like, they are... One of the things is, like, working for that huge organization, they are constantly reminding us, oh, you guys are the best. We just got rated by Michelin, right? We're a $1.5 billion property just here in Tampa. You guys are amazing. And then I go, hey, I can barely afford my rent. Like, if we're so amazing... Why are you trying to actively kill me? I'm going to fuck up these like, numbers. My dad's in real estate. You know that. Yeah. And he... Uh, Can he num- give me a deal on a house? <laughs> Probably. <clears throat> the number he gave me was that... I'm going to fuck this up. But it was like, real estate has gone up 
let's say 30%, but the average income has gone up like 12%. So it was, right. it was I'm, wow. it probably wasn't that big of a jump, but it was that, numbers. That feels it was not numbers right. that match. Yeah. It was a big, like, oh, well, that fucking explains it kind of a thing. And it's like, I, I, the thing I hate, though, and this is the thing that's been making me miserable, is, like, that nonsense happens, and then they keep on going, oh, but we're like a family here. <laughs> we're like a family. And I'm like, do you actively try to choke your cousin out? Because this is what it feels like when you tell me we're family. Yeah. We're family. Well... <clears throat> Like, <laughs> There's a part of me that goes, if any part of you ever believed that, then you're really the asshole, right? <laughs> I, I mean, guess. <laughs> I, like, I've never believed the family thing, but I was, I was always like, well, I'm an adult, and this is an organization mm-hmm. full of adults, so like, we can at least agree to treat each other reasonably, sure. right? Like, you pay me a reasonable <clears throat> salary, and I do a reasonable job, and like, you. But that's don't... work culture right now, though, is the culture of employee retention and family and this idea of you work in a good place. Don't worry about what we pay you. Right. We take care of you in other ways. That's, that's the culture. Right. right. Now. And it's like, aren't you, aren't you so lucky to have this job? And it's like, nigga, you paid me to be here. Like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't wake up this morning. Why to come to work? Like somebody, asked, somebody at my job recently asked me like, Hey man, do you want to come in for overtime? Like, it's only going to be another 10 hours. Oh, is that all? Right. And I was like, and in my head, I was like, I don't even want to be here the eight hours you pay me to be here. Why do you think I want to be here for 18 hours out of a day? Mm. Right? Can somebody here... one and a half times (laughs) sound any better to you? Yeah. If I weren't making so much money of with then it's like I wouldn't be able to survive at all. You know. I have found that I don't know how to say this, but I do like working at the the big small company. If that makes what, sense. What do you like, mean? Like they're, you know, relatively large building. They clearly bring in a lot of money, but they're not part of a giant you know, nationwide connected. It's like, it's all in-house. You walk by the boss several times a day. Yeah. You know, those places, in my experience, tend to be cool places to work. I agree. You you still get your benefits and shit, but there's, you know, I walked by Mr. So-and-so the other day, you know? It's not, so in that respect, like, the unnamed tribe of Florida, Mm. you know, uh, isn't so bad because you do run into your boss all the time on property. Right, but you're still. I think part he means a... like the owner or the president. Right, right, right. Right, but well, well that, you... that's what I'm saying. It's oh, like okay. so on certain weekends, like when they unleashed a big name star's golden piano at the mm-hmm. unnamed casino uh, company president. God, or... I wish there was a way. <laughs> That I could access Such instant information. Such a quick. And I could look this up. <laughs> right. Discover. Uh, if it had like a silly name, like Boingo or right. something, that I could just type something. Zuby. Zuby, uh, yeah. But uh, I, go figure it out for yourself, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so like they'll, when they do big events like that, they will stay on company grounds. Because well, why wouldn't you? It's a free hotel suite. Stay there. But what I'm talking about, 
ultimately where you work is still a chain. Right. And there's still a corporate. There, there's Yours some... is not the only one in the world. Right. I, I got to go. When I go to HR, I got to go talk to a person who talks to corp, who right. talks to somebody else who talks to somebody else who talks to corporate. I work for a huge company that you yeah. know about, but everybody works in that building. Everybody. That, I'm, that, I'm trying yeah. to field out what you're yeah, coming field. in. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what That's kind of work for it? <laughs> you dick. <laughs> I work for an entertainment company. And uh, have I not ever said it? I probably no. shouldn't. Anyway, uh, it's what? everything's in It's live entertainment and everything's in-house. Okay. So literally, you're walking by the mechanics who work on the machine that's in the show and you're walking by, you know, I'm in the marketing department, but, Oh, there's the video guy and the costume guy. I, I pee next to him in the stall every day. And, you know, like yeah. the whole, it's a giant building. They say it's the third largest building in Florida, but the entire company is right there. So these people are making sets all day. These people are working on the trucks all day. I'm over here in marketing. The brand people are right above me. You know, we walk by Mr. So and so regular. He's he's still a little bigfootish, you know. You don't see him every day, but it's not uncommon to you know walk right past him. Like that's pretty cool. And kinda, it's like sounds like it's a little city. Yeah, I I, yeah. I always like try to reach out and get some of his billionaire dust on me. Sure, to yeah. See if I can uh, scrape some get of that, that influence off. for mm-hmm. sure. <clears throat> what where do you work at? You said you travel a lot, but I don't think I've ever actually asked you where you work. I work for a software company that no one will have ever heard of. I'm not I'm not protecting so its identity. Oh, yeah. so it's, it's, no it's, it's just obscure. Yeah, you work for uh-huh. Anatech. Okay. No, no, yeah. So uh it's it's a public sector. Is it, is public, it at- it's public sector, so most people don't know it unless you work in a government building, and you've used my payroll software is it, before. Is it Ask Jeeves? It's Ask Jeeves, isn't it? I cannot <laughs> confirm nor, nor deny it is Ask Jeeves. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so I work for, uh, you know, a large 500,000-person company, um, but I'm a remote employee, and I have been for four years, and that suits me very well. It's, it's awesome. It yeah. is. It's a very good balance of having the benefits of the larger company, you know, having the, the 401K, the vacation time, uh, the HR corporate policies, which I know sound horrible. They're also very helpful when mm-hmm. you're in uh, – a bind. A bind, yeah. yes, exactly. But and, also being remote, I don't have to put on a face every well, day. So yeah, I mean that's the thing, is like if I could just do security remotely. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 uh, I'd like, like to go down this path with I mean, you. You could, it's just a different field. Yeah. You could and do like cyber. mercenary work. Mercenary for, work. Like a blackwater type, you know. I, Soldier so of Fortune, he, huh? He's not actually kidding. Have I ever told you that? You do mercenary work? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's talking about right now. Yeah, so that's what I do with So, like, I, I work... I have to go take a nap. What's happening? I, I So... Which is Dark Company, which is a shameless plug, uh, <laughs> is what I do with one of my brothers who is a mercenary, and I do logistics work. That's where I get the majority of my money from. Sounds like a lot of healthcare is happening in this. What is happening? I'm yeah, so confused. Ba- ba- basically, all they do is they the UN pays us more or less to put together teams to train UN peacekeepers, have, like first aid skills. And I 
that is so not as cool as what was the movie I had in my head. <laughs> I had your brother killing people that weren't officially sanctioned to be killed. And, <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I went full commando up I, in here. I mean, he could because he goes out into the bush, but, like, I basically stay here and just... <laughs> Here's a email. Is, <laughs> no, I can't sell this movie, Rafiq. I need you to spice this up. This is how I, many people are dying? Yeah, look, I have to have justice. I have to have boobs every ten minutes, and I have to have like a death every ten minutes. I can't. I can't work with what you're giving me here. Yeah. Well, I mean, essentially, if this were a movie, he would be Punisher, and I would be Micro. Well, I'd be the okay. dead chair. Sure. All right. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, you went. Yeah, you. <laughs> you definitely yeah. spiced it up there. Yeah. My my brother always describes it as like it's basically James Bond concierge service. Like that's it. Like it's. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I I'm uh okay. I I got nowhere to go from there. I can't believe that that's that's a thing. Woo! All right. We're going to move on to uh, something we do with most of our guests, assuming we have time. Um, I don't have the physical item with me because I forgot to bring everything today. Literally everything. So uh, we have uh, <clears throat> we've we've found a man who's really uh, he's become a real inspiration. Well, you could say we've fallen in love with. Him. We've fallen oh, in love with him. A bromance, if you will. <clears throat> no, definitely a bromance of some kind. <laughs> Sure. He is uh, Ed the Machine Regime. He uh, apparently is a cruise comedian. And uh, I have a copy of his fantastic album called Ed the Machine's Regime. I've sucked it. 100 of the funniest jokes I've ever heard. And there's a parental advisory. There is a parental oh. advisory sticker on this. <laughs> I'm sorry. One of the things we've discovered in our journeys is that uh, virtually none of the track names correspond with the actual joke. Okay. In all 100. We had decided that if we find the one that actually clicks, then we win. Right. But that happened at, like, number 17. So I was like, right. yes, we have to keep going. But here's the thing. We found it at 17, and then none of them have matched up since. <laughs> now, unfortunately, since I don't have the item with me, we can't continue to compare... The titles with the tracks, but rest assured, none of what you're about to hear would actually be written properly <laughs> okay. on the back of the CD. Um, now I can I can tell you as one comic to another, this is definitely uh, Eddie Murphy level. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be. I see. This is going to change. <laughs> I see. This is really going to change what your view of like you think you know comedy. Sure. It's gonna yeah, it's sure. gonna get blown right out of the water. So we're on track number 18. Track number 18. I don't know what it's called, but it wouldn't matter anyway. <laughs> right. Ed, Ed the Machine Regines, 100 of the funniest. This is one of the funniest yes. jokes he's ever heard. And here we go with track So these three husbands are in a bar, and they're drinking, and they're talking about how great they are in bed. So the first guy says, let me tell you something. When I go down on my wife, she raises three inches above the bed. And the second guy goes, that's nothing. When I give it to my wife, doggy style, she goes six inches above the bed. What does that mean? And the third guy says, come on, that's nothing. After I'm done fucking my wife and I wipe my dick on the drapes, she hits the fucking ceiling. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, 
Shut up, Ed. <laughs> so Fuck you. funny. First of all, if you're doing your wife doggy style, isn't she already at least six inches above the bed? Like, Help me. I don't. Are they levitating? What is he talking about? I get it with the going down. I understand the image that he's painting. Is there a back arch happening? What is what above? What does that mean? I mean, I would assume it's a back arch. It's, you know, the back sure. arch, the, the, right. the butt being lifted into the air in so, ecstasy. Given that, you would already be at least six inches above the bed in a doggy-style position. I mean, at least if we're comparing, (sighs) you know, butt... But, you know, genital to cushion ratios. (laughs) Because it's the only part of your body that could be, you know. I'm going to ask you something. This morning, did you think you would hear the phrase genital to cushion ratio? (laughs) You know, I really thought you were going to say something else. Okay. But, uh, no, I did not think that. What's happening? Oh my god, what are we pausing this for? I don't know what's happening. We're good. Everything's fine. Okay. Alright, go. Uh, but I, I will ask you this, or I will say this. It's a little weird that they're not even comparing the same type of lovemaking, right? I'm going down to my wife while we're doing doggy style. And it's like, well, yeah, that's not the same thing. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, and then that's two different skill sets. Also, <laughs> right, like, well, let's go take it a step further. Wiping my dick on the drapes, he could just be jacking off. Right, exactly. Like, so, which I suppose is part of the joke, is the ineptitude of sex as it, go, as it progresses. <laughs> but they think they're doing... They think they're pleasing their woman right. more, but really they're doing less. It's like she hits the ceiling, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's that's how you can. Those tell. are jokes for men who think that the female orgasm is a myth. You think those so? Are, those are jokes for. <laughs> All right, let's go down that path for a minute. <laughs> those are jokes for men who don't believe the female orgasm is a myth. They haven't heard of the female <laughs> orgasm. I've been my wife, my wife for thirty years, and I would have known if I would have known at this I point. I would have known if it was real. I uh, I hated the machine, Regine. You love him, don't you? Take that shit out of your mouth. Uh. <laughs> is he a very old man? Uh, tell us what tell us what yeah, you yeah. think Ed would look like. Paint a picture. Okay. I am picturing a white man sure. um in his seventies, mm. um, balding, mm. um skinny but not fit. Mm. Ill fitting. No, I'm not gonna give her that one either. I'm not gonna give her that one either. Ed the machine regime <laughs> I don't even know how to say its name. <laughs> He uh, he kind of looks like a retired gangster. He's got he's gray. Okay. He's definitely sick. He could be in his seventies. I'm gonna put him in his sixties. So now I'm picturing MJ at Coconuts. That's, that's a very specific. That's, that's fair, but you're gonna have to give the audience a description. So Guido, <laughs> gold chains. Um, mostly balding, but he puts a lot of gel in his hair to there kind of like We're lift it up yeah. a little bit. We're getting there, yeah. The illusion of hair. He wears a lot of rings. Uh, sure, yeah. I, I can definitely imagine if anyone wears a all, lot of rings. All we Eddie. know of Eddie, old, old Eddie, I like to call him. Oh, Eddie, and this, that's how they put the picture, sure, sure. All we know of old Eddie, I've grown familiar enough with him that I can call him that. We've got basically just a cutout head oh, sure. on, this, on the CD, so... 
But I wouldn't be. We're talking about a lot of bowling shirts. Right. Like a definitely very pointy some, collar. Very pointy collars. Yeah. There's definitely some rings as well. Big guy, big hands. Gold chain, some chest hair maybe exposed. Uh, you don't see that uh, in no, the he's, he's up. He's, he's like, buttoned up. But you can definitely imagine. But when he's out by the pool, he's definitely got a little (laughs) chain floating in a yeah, and a a nice little nest of yeah, something that says like Sex Panther. I'm not. (laughs) Yes. I'm not. I'm not gonna say he absolutely has like the big beer gut, but he probably has. You know, like big hands, big head, big you know. He's Tony maybe, Soprano. Maybe he used to be fit guy. in his youth, so the beer gut isn't as sure. Yeah. It's like a, it's solid. It's what? not like hanging over, but it's <laughs> right. It, I, I would yeah. go. He's a meaty guy. He's okay. a meaty guy. So right. off-season linebacker, sort of. Right. When you when you said when you said the word Guido, I was like, <laughs> you're like, that's, like that's. <laughs> but he likes that to talk about people in Bosville when he tells his jokes. So there's this guy. Every joke. There's this guy. Is there a guy? Fuck you, Ed. <laughs> All right, here we go, number 19. Uh, I just, I'm ready to go to, I'm already exhausted. <laughs> I don't know what this joke's going to be. I'm already exhausted. Here's number 19. Three former presidents are in a limousine, and they get swept up by a tornado, and they land it's in the land of them. Oz, and they're standing right. in front of the wizard, and Jimmy Carter steps forward and says, I need some courage. And George W. Bush steps forward and says, I need a brain. Be racist, be racist. And Bill Clinton steps forward and says, is Dorothy around? <sighs> So, I, I so would, not only are his jokes hilarious, so funny, timely, it aged very well. <laughs> the references are spot on and not at all overdone. No, not no. at all. Um, my other question about Ed is, um, <laughs> so he's just recording these jokes uh-huh. oh, yes. uh, in a vacuum. There's no, he's not telling them to anyone. Clearly, no. Uh, oh, you, is... you think Ed would. <laughs> Dane to waste these. Well, he's, these are the 100 best jokes I've ever heard. Why don't right. you try them in front of people? The, exactly. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, this is. I, I Okay. Who produced this? I'm, I'm opening presents. I love the idea that you I think somebody else was involved in the production. <laughs> that he yeah. came oh, the CD. He was like, 100 best jokes. Part of why we need the CD is so you can see. It's it's one of the thin pack of 50 cases, you know? Um, is it even like a proper like plastic like CD? Or is it oh, just like a, card, yeah. like a paper cover? It is plastic, but okay. it's one of the real thin pack of 50 sure. plastics. And... Um, the CD itself is clearly just, it's got like the company Videlatrex or whatever on Vidal- it. <laughs> I just made that up. But I don't think I made that up. I think it's a Homestar <laughs> it reference. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then it's just, it, it's like a printed label that he stuck on there. Like a printed label from his printer. Right, right, like, right, right. Like not like he went on out to the ProCopy. CD? Yeah. No. I can't remember. Like is the CD itself blank? Like the did he burn this in his basement? Absolutely. Yes. How did you acquire this? Was he passing them out so, on the street? So, I'm opening... Pro- I, I want to keep this short because I've told this story like 70 I'm times. I'm so sorry. That's no, fine. Uh, I'm opening presents. My brother likes to buy silly presents for Christmas. You know, you like to laugh when you're like, oh, you wacky. And I open this CD and I and this is the one that's made me really laugh. Like, I'm buckled over. I go, what the hell is this? And then his You're a comedian. And then his wife goes, Oh, we saw him on a cruise and we thought that you might like that. It we was saw a, this man live. Yeah, it was a sincere present that she bought. It's signed. 
It says, hey, Alan, keep them laughing. And the machine, machine. It's signed, it's signed, to, signed you. to So me. you're, like, not close with your sister-in-law. I love her <laughs> dearly. <laughs> but I'm she not doesn't a, know you. <laughs> I'm not above doing this. I, I, because there are things that are more important in life. I kind of feel like we need to bring her on now so she can tell us what her experience of Ed was. I mean, she obviously <laughs> thought that he was hilarious. Yeah, she she saw him on a cruise, thought he was great, thought I would like the CD. How yeah. old is your sister in law? She's late not 30s. old enough. Yeah. <laughs> not old enough <laughs> to think this is. She's got to be in her comedy. late thirties. She's My one goodness. of those. She's one of those very sweet people who doesn't like care about things being super sophisticated. Sure. You know what I mean. Yeah, she's, she's, not like a, she's not a cynical depressive no, like no, the no, rest no. of us. <laughs> Which is hilarious because my brother, there's no way he enjoyed that comedy show. Because as bad as I am, he's worse. So he knows that when she was like, oh my God, we should get this CD signed for Alan. He was like, yes, probably. we should. He probably egged her on. There is there's nothing no, else we Yeah, should there's ever no doubt do. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made sure that that transaction happened. That's amazing. He just created a book called the. I think it's called the Wit and Wisdom of, and it's all the like times that she fucked up a phrase, like the time she said a breath of fresh water, and so so it's just like That's a. It's like a chronicle of all the times she fucked up when she said something or. That's honestly that's such true love, though, yeah. where you're just like. You're so ridiculous, <laughs> but I find it to be incredibly charming. Yeah. I'm going to put it in this book. It's a bound book with handwritten. It's great. That's so cute. That is the it's I, I'm awful for poor. Yeah. That's so cute. Here's the thing. That is the kind of thing that I aspire to because I go like, oh, I wish somebody would like me enough. <laughs> like even when they're like, you're so dumb. <laughs> like but you're so wonderful. Right. Like I not like so not much. like in a here not in like that weird snappy kind of way where it's like, oh, now you're embarrassing me in front of other people. But the kind of way where it's like, oh, my beautiful little retard. Like, why? Well, do you, you want to be the retard or do you want to have That's a retard? No, that's what I'm saying. It's like I want to be. I want to have the kind of relationship where when I fuck up, someone goes, "Sweetie, no." (laughs) (laughs) So you want to date mommy? That's what I heard. That's what I heard. (laughs) No, see, because I'm too aggressive for that. But at the same point in time, it's the whole thing of like. I, I, because especially after watching my grandfather and my grandmother when they were still alive, my had no problem telling my grandmother, like, I love you. That was the dumbest thing. <laughs> well, yeah, because by the time you're a grandparent's age, it's like, where is she going to go? Like, you can tell her she's... She's going to go out on the town. Yeah, where is she going to go? Men. <laughs> you stuck yeah. with me, bitch. Like... Maybe that's yeah. I need to learn how to be more gentle. I'm I, I'm like firing squad guy. I'm going through. My significant had a bad uh, conversation with somebody important in her life, and so she's showing me the phone to like let me show you what I'm dealing with, and I'm scrolling like, through you it. You were and wrong. And immediately, <laughs> I just went, "You got to quit taking the bait." The, and 
I'm I think I'm helping her. All she's hearing is that I'm calling her an asshole. Sure. Right. And or I'm like, Yeah, or I'm like, you've got to quit taking the bait. Yeah. You fall for it every time. You gotta stop letting her do this to you. So, you know? So It's I, her mother. Right? <laughs> no. How'd you guess? <laughs> so I have one. Yeah. <laughs> so when you say that, I immensely relate to that because I had there is somebody who I've been hooking up with recently, and this made me feel terrible. Because we're in bed together, and there's a conversation that happens that ends up with her in tears. Oh, God. And she goes... you say? She goes... <laughs> Whoa, did you see her immediately take one side <laughs> on this? This was clearly your policy. What'd you do? Right. Why'd you and, make her cry? And here's the thing. I have no problem if... I would have no problem being like, you are absolutely right. I fucked this up. But the thing that stunned me the most is she's like, sometimes I don't even know if you like being around me. And I was like, I don't know what I've done to imply that. Rafiq, I dated you for eight years. Oh my God, I know who you are. I know exactly who you are. Right? And it's. I've been in a relationship with you. The reality is that question is really her asking for you to be to put in more effort and to make her mm. feel happy because a lot of times when a woman is saying I don't feel like you want to be around me. We're just saying, I feel neglected or ignored. And sometimes it's just, you're like, I'm in my house. We just banged. I'm tired. But And here's my thing. Because I go, if that is what you're feeling, I am more than happy to correct it. But my problem is, is that when, you, when somebody says that to me, I go like, oh. I, you're like, I, I don't right now. Right? It's like. <laughs> We cuddled. Like, I don't know, like, what happened between the cuddling and this? Well, you felt that way. What, what, what did I do? What am I missing? You just have to understand that for women, like, post-coitus uh, cuddle should take place until she leaves the bed. Particularly if you're not spending a lot of time together because any time that you turn away, even if it's just because you want to breathe and it's hot and you want to relax and actually go to sleep, she's going to feel like, well, we're just fucking and now you don't even want to sleep with me. That's very hurtful. That, that's a very insightful opinion. I, I so would... sometimes it's even as, as much as just being like, I love cuddling with you. But I'm but really, I'm really hot. hot. Yes, or that's I what need, you have to do. I I can't sleep like this, and I just genuinely want to it's, sleep. You have to explain it because a woman is automatically going to be like, "What's wrong with me?" Right, and I again because I go, you tell like you tell me this, and I go, I get it, I got it, I'll change it. Right, but tears but, is not an right. acceptable way. And, and again, I I I went. We were just cuddling, and then this went from zero to 100, and I so, went, holy shit, what the fuck happened? Here's here's my assessment of Rafiq's travels. Um, In the bedroom? Is that... Yeah. We've been friends long yeah. enough that he knows he way more me, shit than he First should. of all, he finds somehow the same woman every time. It, there's a there's a factor there's a mad scientist out there taking the same brain and just putting it in different bodies and sending You're it like, out Brittany, to her. what are you doing here <laughs> yeah. um, in Jessica's body so he's 
I'm gonna. I don't believe you're autistic. He's yes, autistically. He's autistically logic driven, right? And so you got that, which doesn't work in an interpersonal thing. But then he also finds the women who have no logical ability whatsoever. And then I get these insane text messages like, what happened here? And then I read, you know, I'll read the, and I'm like, you are both insane is what's happening here. <laughs> Neither it's one so of you. so obvious, and how do neither of you see it? <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't, I know you want me, and here's me clicking back, I know you want me to blame it on her, <laughs> but this is both of you guys. <laughs> Now, I don't know you very well, but I suspect if you are very logically driven in that sense, and based on a little bit that I do know about you, I suspect that you are attracted to drama, but you're very much the kind of person that's going to be like, what? No, drama. But somehow he keeps dating so, bitches that bring drama. Let me ask you a question. How long have you been reading his diary? <laughs> because... Thanks. <laughs> was... I'm just very uh, empathic. I can just I, pick so up on I, vibes. My personal standpoint is, when it comes to that whole thing, you're going to say, oh, this is... You just... <laughs> By the way, worms all over the table. <laughs> right. We're at 56 minutes. We are not going to resolve this anytime right. soon. <laughs> uh, we go... You go you're going to go, this is just reaffirming the drama aspect of what you just said. But to me, I go... I don't like drama. I really don't. I don't mind people being theatrical, but I feel like there's a distinct difference betwixt those things. It's because you've confused drama with passion. So you think that, that a girl is passionate if she gets very jealous, if she gets I don't, very... I didn't no, bring the mic for you to drop it. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> if so she's good. upset that you're not calling her, like you're seeing this... this what is really drama and just Mental conflict. Illness. Yes, you're seeing that as passion, and she's really into me, and I, my dick, made her crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna take a walk. My dick made her crazy, and that is very exciting and thrilling for you. I told you I could pick good guests. God, <laughs> damn. Why did it take us so long to get here? And also keep in mind, we here. truly don't know each other. We really... <laughs> oh, but you do, though. <laughs> oh, you do so. Oh, fuck me. It's so right. It's so right. The reason why I know it's so right is because I was that guy for so fucking long. Of course long. you were. I was that guy for, until I spent eight years <laughs> underwater. I can't do this shit anymore. But I bet the sex was amazing. It gets... Even that lost its edge after a while. Ugh. That's always a weird thing, especially like when you're in a committed relationship for a minute where you're just like, this is a thing we're supposed to really be, supposed to be hot, heavy, whatever, like nine times out of ten. And then at a certain point, you're like, I don't know why we're just going through the motions with this. Hey, the girl I'm with now right. is so great about that stuff. Like, if it's been a while, she's got no shame in telling me, like, uh, this is going to happen because it's been too long. And then if it starts getting, you know, I won't get into specifics. It becomes but it, a health <laughs> issue. Yeah. You know, it's like we just got to bang it out. Right. And but then if it sure starts, you know, she's also not the least bit shy to go like, okay, it's been a while since you X, do X now. All right. Got it. On it. <laughs> get it done. a good woman. She's like, don't you dare go looking elsewhere. Like, I have got everything you need. <laughs> yeah, she's she's real good about letting me know what she needs when she needs it. She sounds it. like she's a grown-up 
adult lady. She is a very grown up adult lady. It's, See now, if you had a, been a while. if you had a point do of do you fault, date twenty somethings? I date people. You do. Yeah, probably. What are you thirty four? No, thirty one. Thirty one. Okay, excuse me. Uh, uh, so yeah, of course you're dating twenty somethings. That's the problem. Here, well, so it's not even that. Is the whole thing of like I have tried to date up, right? Because I go, I want, I want somebody who is emotionally stable. Somebody who I go like, hey, you're tired from work, right? Do you want me to just come over, cook, and we just hang out? Like, we don't have to do anything, but, like, it would be nice to have some emotional intimacy. Mm -hmm. Like, that would be swell, right? And then those people go, great. Uh, I'd like to date somebody younger uh, because that helps remind me of my vibrant youth. Mm -hmm. And I go, oh, fuck me. Right. Well, you've always, let's be honest, you've always been about 75 inside. Which is not a criticism, because I've always been 95 inside. So it's, it's... Okay, that's fair, because I always want 45. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, I've always been acutely aware of myself as a person, where I go, like, I have always been 45 inside. And the weird thing is, I know I'm going to hit 45, and then I'm going to hit 46, and I'm still going to be 45. Oh, yeah. And then when I hit 70, I'm still going to be 45 inside. But you're a comedian, too, so you're still really 16 inside. Yeah. Because... Boobies make me laugh. (laughs) I do like, yeah, boobies are awesome. (laughs) They're great. Who doesn't like boobies? Who doesn't like boobies? That should be the name of this I, that should be the name of the whole podcast. <laughs> who doesn't, doesn't, like, like, doesn't movies? like movies? So speaking of being sixteen on the inside, I wrote a super dark, like Inspector Gadget joke today on Facebook. Cool. Right, because I was just thinking of the fact of again being functionally an adult but still being a child on the inside. I was like, Inspector Gadget is an inspector. He's a police inspector, which means at some point in time he's probably served with homicide. So for some reason in my brain, I was just imagining a cop talking to Inspector Gadget, going like, "Yeah, man, uh, I guess." Oh, I just thought of the worst thing I could possibly think of. Like, I I guess the victim was being dismembered in the bathtub, and then uh, the killer heard a noise, and that's when he saw victim number two and stabbed them forty-seven times, and then he's like, "Ah, what a terrible thing to do to a child." Oh, we're gonna have to wait for CSI to get involved. Go go gadget helicopter. <laughs> Sadly, now, like, you don't need me. Can I make it? I'll tell Penny to go home. Right, like, can I make it even worse? Because what floated through my cortex was go go gadget rape kit. <laughs> that's what floated across my brain. I also like the idea that, like, it's so common that he has the go-go gadget rape right. kit, like, <laughs> on his person. Well, he, like, he works not... for uh, whatever that Law & Order yeah. <laughs> thing is. The one that's specially the, is the, for that. The, yeah. the special victims. Special victims. Yeah, it's, it's, She's got it. Someone knows what she's I talking mean, about. But that's that's I, special. <laughs> See, but that was the weird thing about the show, even though, is like because they go, he was a police inspector before the accident. So again, <clears> in my brain, I go, so that means he served time on homicide. Did they ever? Narcotics, is like, inspector British. Yeah. Yeah. And he has kind of an overcoat situation. So he like, kind of looks like Jacques Cousteau. Not Jacques Cousteau. Who's Pink Panther? 
That is, it's not Cousteau. No, that that's the the the, sub, the scuba diver. We all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. He dresses yeah, yeah. like that. He dresses you're, like you're Pinkett, talking about yeah. Peter Sellers. Yeah, but, but the like, character. Yeah. And yeah. It isn't. It is Inspector Clouseau. 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 Yeah. Clouseau. Not Clouseau. 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 The cough. All right. The cough. <laughs> but it, I mean, again, in my like, so being perpetually sixteen on the inside, it was like, oh, here. I, I like cartoons, and then I was I like, like <laughs> but then as an yours adult, is good, cartoons because... and rape, <laughs> right? Well, but that again, as Only an adu- Rick and Morty as an adult, that. you circle back to like how deep and dark the world actually is. <laughs> I really like yours because yours takes you down this very detailed murder, and then just sadly he goes away on his. I think I like that idea. He like Helen. comes in like I'm gonna help, and then he's like, Ugh. <laughs> go go get <laughs> <laughs> too real oh god all right kids we're at 104 here it's probably time to wrap this some bitch up yeah uh so is there anything you'd like to plug before you go um uh, come yeah. see me at snappers comedy club uh side splitters the first weekend of august Nice. And uh, I'm and oh, I'm in Wesley Chapel. Have this before August. Yeah. So. Well, do you be have more, a Twitter? Or do you have yeah, one? reluctant cat mom on Instagram. That's the best way to find me. Reluctant cat mom on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anything else? Or? Katie McCoy on Twitter and Facebook. K A I T I. That's it. Thank okay. you for having me, guys. Yeah, we, we love you. We're definitely this having you so back. Oh, Yay, 100%. I can't wait. This was a real good Yes. Episode. Oh, good. I, I am Alan fun. Dempsey. And I am Rafiq Sheen. And so how about this? So how about this? So how about this?